Wait, pause it for a second. Okay, so we're recording a little little riff tracks over our two episodes we're watching this week, just in case uh, one of us gets quarantined or something bad happens. And on the off chance one of us says something funny. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that, that, that definitely won't happen, but you know, there's a chance. We'll take what we can get. So yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, me or Max may be dead in the gutter. <laughs> also you. Oh, <laughs> maybe all of us. <laughs> you're, we're just playing from a phone lying in a puddle somewhere. <laughs> One phone. Single phone. And it's a Zune. Anyway, here we go. King of the Hill. Was, was the Zune a phone? I don't think so. I don't believe it was. Well, it was like an iPod? I guess. I, th- I think it was like the Windows. It was the Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, the Microsoft iPod that did super well. I remember seeing one in person one time. And it was in, I never have. It was in like my parents' friend's basement and it was like their son's friend had brought a Zune. Could you describe the son's friend a bit? Was he like a, I... a wrong side of the tracks kid? Like, did he have like sort of a sketchy uncle who had a little cash and hooked him up with a Zune? I'd say he was a generic character. Okay. Like, if he was on a cartoon, he would be in the background and, like, his arm would move every ten seconds in the same way. He was... I remember nothing about him. Did I just... he have an age? He was probably in his mid-teens at the time. Yeah. I was probably Perfect somewhere around ten. Yeah, you know. That's what they want. They want people putting their uh, their pixies and their nirvanas on the zunes. You know there was probably like one or two like zune dads. What's <laughs> the real zune daddy? You know, like, like zune a, daddy. We're naming that episode zune daddy. Like a Matt Damon in you know like a dumpy dad in downsizing, but like got the zune. And like was like got the cool new gadget. I thought you meant and like put, like it's like it's like um like Taj Mahal and like a little Michael McDonald. Taj Mahal is cool, like it's sick. Don't get me wrong, but it's totally like cool dad, little Steely Dan. When I heard you say like sad dad, I was expecting you to say like they would buy the Zune for their child to buy their love. No, no, no. It was it's like, for that. <laughs> I don't buy it my kid like, anything, but me? I don't know Zoom. about your dad, but sometimes my dad would like, get a thing. Like, when he got... He was the first person I knew with the, um... The Sonos. Right? The... the you could play it on the, the iPod in different rooms. Okay. And, like, you know... You know what dads have? They'll have, like, a, a thing that's, like, their thing. Maybe, like, a man cave or something. My, like, my dad did that with, um, vehicles. <laughs> right, sure. Very common. You just buy a weird van, yeah. and then he bought a second <laughs> van to part out to the first van. We had a big van for a while. I totaled my car, and I was driving around a 12-person van for like a year of my life. I was in community college just driving a boat. Nick, did you have a van on your grass front yard? No, no. Okay. We had a big. We have a big driveway that he expands every like year, a few feet. <laughs> just pack a couple it's more vans. Honestly, like. About the size of a football field, if you evened it all out. Like, it's kind of, it's like oblong, but if you, like, squared everything together, it's easily a football field of parking. (laughs) We live in the sticks, if you couldn't tell. So, like, (laughs) lesser dads out there, instead of, like, vans, I'm like, you know, dad stuff. He's like the Zoom dad. (laughs) Yeah. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. You want to hear Gigantic by the Pixies again? I love that song. No, it's a great song. I'm just 
It's what a Zoom dad would listen to, I'd say. <laughs> you know, he's he thinks he's hip, but he's really not. But, granted, this was like 2000... I, when? 2000? I guess I'm thinking of now context. Back then, that yeah, would be the like tops. that would have been cool. I knew a friend's dad like that. He was the mailman, and he listened to cool tunes, and like he would have been about that. Did he have like headphones, or did he blast it so everyone could hear? He he, he would no. He wasn't he wasn't showing off. Okay, it good. was like you had to get inside, get to know him a little bit, and then discover this. You know, in the in the words of John Waters, you got to invite the mailman in and let him blow you if you're uh, he doesn't have any mail for you. <laughs> My friend's dad was a very nice man, and still is. Yeah, and sometimes he blowed people, blowed, blew people on his route, and that's fine. Love is love. Anyway, so, uh... Let's watch King of the Hill. Wait, okay, so, (laughs) season six, episode eight, Joust Like a Woman, Laura Dern plays a character in this, uh, we're talking, like, late February 2002, was it? 2001? Late February, was it early February? Late February, the 24th, 2002. That's it, okay. Alrighty. Maybe the week before the Super Bowl. True. Maybe this, after the the NFC playoff game. This this probably did air Maybe like right after a, a bigger game. And like, you know, after the game, got a lot of viewers. Alright. Dern, primetime. Dern is here. Fox. Fox. Alrighty, Mike Judge, let's do this. Oh, that theme song. Love it. I really do love it. Like, I've, I've had this on playlists before. Especially, like, when it gets to the part with the, uh, bell. Like, this part, and then, like, the yeehaw! This part? Yeah. Is it trying? Yeah. This doesn't have it. Some of the episodes have the version where they say yeehaw. Love that. Ah, uh, is that older or new? Or that new charking, Earl. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of mixed. I really appreciate your business. Oh, hey. to get our cease and desist letter from Fox. <laughs> Who goes there? Yeah. Hank Hill, assistant manager. We're gonna get one one of these days. <laughs> to talk to uh, Philip Motzinger. Ah, you mean King Philip. But begging your pardon, you cannot pass in that horseless carriage and manner of dress, or they do not exist in our year 1590. Why don't you cut the goofy talk and just open the gate? Look, the Alamo Bear guy was cool about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Do you, like, know this episode? Do you know this I've episode? definitely seen it. I don't remember every plot point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's, let's unpack that. So, go ahead, Max. What are you laughing hysterically oh, at? Oh, just a, a fantastic sight gag as Hank pulls into, like, uh, presumably try to sell some propane at a renaissance fair and needs to uh, come in on like a, a wagon like a horse wagon filled with straw in the back and sticking out of the straw are just several containers of propane uh, that's that's this show's so good it's uh, 
I don't know what to do. Anyway, here we go. Hank hates fun. I bring a merchant who wishes to display his wares. Hank Hill, strict and propane. So you are keeper of the flame. Uh, assistant keeper of the flame. <laughs> Our kingdom is accepting bids from members of your guild. We require 1,000 stone a week of your magic gas. A stone is, in your native town, a gallon. A thousand gallons a week? What are you fellas doing with it? That's a lot of propane. <laughs> That guy hangs a dog, you can just tell. <laughs> that is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. I'll tell you. Should we talk about Hank's hat? How about everything on Hank right now? Oh my god, he did it just like this. It was crazy. Men in the Renaissance period often shook wrist to wrist to check for daggers, and because they did not use toilet paper. Two things. I love that Peggy is very confident about things she knows nothing about. That is a reoccurring theme. As the series goes on, it gets her in bigger, bigger trouble. Like, at one point, she accidentally kid kidnaps a child from Mexico. It's great. And she also thinks she knows very good Spanish. She doesn't. She does not. Not at all. Know. It is a running good joke. Um, I love Those what... do sound like... Potential. I, I mean, the, the dagger, the dagger thing, I don't think the toilet paper thing is accurate, though. If we have any medieval scholars tuning in. If anyone is a medieval scholar, it is the people that listen to this show. So if you could let us know if, in fact, around 1590, um, AD, actually, uh, if men would greet themselves, presumably in Europe, Central Europe, Northern Europe, uh, with... Instead of a hand-to-hand -hand shake, rather a hand extended past the other person's hand to the wrist and the shake. And if so, did they do so, one, on account of checking for daggers, and two, because they didn't use toilet paper and cared about hygiene. Neither, none of these are true. <laughs> I think they, they would... They probably didn't have a hand. They just grab dong. <laughs> grab hands to dong. Hands to dong, both of them. Like, ah, oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely girth. <laughs> uh, I feel like if there's going to be a dong-related greeting, though, I feel like, and I don't know why, it just comes to me as, like, what seems obvious is just sort of a, a cupping of the testicle. Ah, yes. Like, like I feel bouncing like it up and down. health, perhaps, right? Greetings are often about... That's why you never hear about testicular cancer in the olden days, because people were checked 14 times a day. True. That's why the plague spread so quick. You just sort of, you, you know, like you, you got a little bean bag and you just want to yeah, like you, shake like, it up a little You're bit. playing with two golf balls in your hand. You just <laughs> roll them around, see what's up, feel them dimples. Uh, the other, okay, the other thing I was going to say, um, I love when Hank um, falls in love with things that are kind of silly, but like... You can tell, like, he's a normal person, but he's just very anal and uptight about a lot of stuff. But, like, he fell in love with the Renaissance Fair. Like, at one point, he falls in love with basket weaving. He just, like, <laughs> he finds weird niches and falls into them, and he can be, like, a normal person, kind of. It is nice when he'll get that sort of childlike whimsy. Yeah. Because I feel like with, with Peggy, it's, like, a high intensity. Like, when she gets into something, it's, like, an obsession. And with Hank, it can be more just carefree. Yeah, and you know, he doesn't have much going for him. Like, he works <laughs> He's a boring... He really is. He's an assistant manager for ten years. 
in the 10 year run of the show plus like the i don't know 20 years he worked there before the show set he's just worked at a propane store yeah i wouldn't want to know him in life oh absolutely not yeah he's he an absolute drag if i could know anyone it would be dale i would love dale, absolutely i know dale basically i know several we people know that dale. are dale yeah or Boomhauer. everyone's got a dale oh uh, we all know a bill too <laughs> oh god bill Basically, Dale is any character from Siege at Ruby Ridge. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's pick it back up. Honestly. We're going to be here till midnight. anything like it. Everyone was dressed up and playing make-believe. That part was asinine, but boy, they got a dragon that burns a thousand gallons of propane a week. Yep, you heard me. A week. If I can close this deal, I can get us that second sink in the bathroom. No more bumping heads when we brush. That would be paradise. But, but wait. We agreed I am signing up for the sink with my notary thing. <laughs> well, that should cover the sales tax. But I'm... Just don't leave your hair in it. That's the only payment I need. <laughs> Okay, Luann, since you're old Peggy's enough, gonna get into jousting. I bet she is. That was some foreshadowing. Jerry's gonna be the no rival. Tights, tassels, or skirts on the boy. Oh, and no belts. Have fun. Hate to blip Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to burst your bubble, but I'm pretty sure she's a serving yeah, wench in this episode. A member of the queer community, I can agree. That was pretty gay. The difference between Strickland propane and Featherton fuels, besides Featherton's lack of focus, is service. I do demand proper service. Then Strickland propane is the place for you. This is mead. I said grog. I'm sorry. I away. Is that her? Is so hard. I better not be it. I will. It was solidified a bond between our two kingdoms. Peggy is not an actual employee of Strickland. His neck goes right into his head. 
from propane, our motto is... There's like that little, just the chin ridge. Yeah. And we will try to take care of it as soon as we can. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Have you already started? Because I'm thinking of going back to number one mom. Um, okay, I just want to bring something up that I just remembered. Um, I watched this growing up, and I'm from, like, a very, very small town, like a sub-2,000 people town, and I knew pretty much a person that looked like every character of this show dead on. I was curious if you had a similar... No. Okay. I, I... knew some. Okay. Some, I would call more, this was far more middle America than my upbringing and I'd say this is more working class than most people I knew um, some some would fall into this range but it was like a slice of generally what was like an upper middle class spectrum okay um, which was a different kind of boring <laughs> boring with less like I, dirty I do, and I don't know for sure I did live in Ohio in suburban Ohio for two years from the ages of four to six and I remember, like, my babysitter and my friend's older brother, like, there was, like, they were, they were like, cool middle America kids in okay. a way that, like, I did, then I moved to New York and I did not have at all. But it was just this, like, sliver of memory where it was never that much of a part of my lived experience. Okay. And I wish it had been, kind of. I feel like There's growing up... Intrigue. I just knew a lot of, like, my dad works for a power company, so, like, I just knew, like, a lot of, like, grittier, like, guy, like, dudes, men, like, and, like, just through school and stuff, like, dad, like, other people's dads and stuff. Like, I can just, in my mind, like, place pretty much any character in this to, like, it, a person, maybe not necessarily in personality, but, like, a few of them, like, my basketball coach in middle school is Hank, like, to a T. He lives on the corner that I turn on to get, like, to my parents' house. And, like, he's always out working on his lawn. And he's, like, a, like he has a neck that goes right into his head. He just, sure. he has the look and the attitude. But, yeah, I don't know. Good. It's just In that a, case, yeah. since, since this is your world, feel free to relate. I mean, not, I like. Mean, all of this to your experience. Not that direct, but, like, I just, like, I can, like, kind of place somebody for everybody. Which I guess was the point to make, like, a relatable kind of crazy but like it's the real thing kind sure. of world without and like I've now learned i'm like developing this character of nick's father and he like has a bunch of vans and he worked at the power company oh he still does he he still works at the power company um in my mind he's like a lineman and he listens to country western you are spot on so far you want to go for a third you want to go three for three <laughs> go ahead take your best shot uh, I'm gonna say he's also a fan of, like, a, a whiskey neat. Not really. He's more of, like, a light beer or gin. My parents have gotten into gin lately. Okay. Also, like, a nice martini. Like, nice a dirty martini. martini. So, like, Gray Goose and olive juice. Ooh, goose and juice, they call that. Yeah, but they're not super on the liquor thing. No? I'm, I'm definitely more diverse in my drinking. <laughs> But yeah, you know, you, you did right. two for three. I'm, That's I'm gonna pretty good. I'm going to keep building this archetypical character. Well, I'm going to be with him all week, so... <laughs> Has Send... he been tuning in? No, I've, I mentioned it offhand to them. I don't think they listen, but I'll bring it up. I mean, I'm going to be in a house with them for at least the I... next four days. <laughs> I'm going to run out of things to I talk to. I feel like 
if we had a lineman listen listen to our podcast, that would mean something to me. Because <laughs> we probably don't so far. We may. Oh, I would. That's what's yeah, especially we, interesting. Those California listeners, you never know. Arkansas. What? We have Arkansas listeners? We have one. Oh, yeah. We have one in Arkansas. Before we record this week's, last week's episode, I guess, um, we need to, I want to check the stats again. Check the numbers. I'm curious. I'm I'm just going to be doing it every day. Do you know if Podbean will say, like, number of power linemen? I, no, we don't. We got to go to the next subscription tier on Podbean for that. (laughs) Then it'll tell you occupation, (laughs) age, height. Okay, let's continue let's our 20-minute episode. Hey, Peggy, guess who wants you to work in his kingdom? The king. <laughs> that, huh? Now you actually could help me get that sink. Oh, I could, but will I? Sure. <laughs> we'll be a great team. Side by side, like our double sinks. Oh, and we missed all that last bit, because I remember when I accidentally hit this instead of that. So, alright, we got 21 fresh minutes. <laughs> so sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Are we recording? You know my favorite King of the Hill bit, and that's what matters. Are we recording now? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so you missed about six seconds of the actual episode we're watching, <laughs> and me and Max had a great heart to heart that lasted about five minutes. That's gone forever. That's fine. Um,. I feel like we'll be like those silent film stars from, you know, where it's like scenes are missing from the old reels, got destroyed in the war, if we're like French filmmakers from the 1918s. There's a great documentary about that. I'll bring it up on last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying that so I remember. But yeah, really good documentary about um, stuff. Just listen to last week's episode. I'll talk about it in depth. Alrighty. So, <laughs> so uh, let's let's get. By the way, I, I think Dern is about to pop in. I think she's the one getting oh, getting shit. punished. Who's, I was about to say who's Dern. Oh, that's Dern. All we heard her was her moaning. We got a, oh, she was pelted with a tomato. She'll be back. Oh, we got an ad. We have a Sprint commercial. Oh, yeah. Do we have coronavirus referencing commercials? Yes. Oh, we do. This is the first commercial I've seen in... I know Guinness has one up. Okay. And it's not like directly referencing. No, it's basically like Guinness has been around for 300 years. This year, St. Patrick's Day isn't going to happen and it's weird, but like, we'll all be okay. And it's actually very life-affirming considering it's a commercial. I give Guinness a lot of credit because they don't really need to advertise. Because, you know, they're Guinness. Like, they have a whole country. (laughs) And then the rest of the world. Any initial thoughts on the new So are we getting ad sponsor pay from showing these ads in our podcast? Fucking better. Yeah, sure. Just gonna loudly, gonna loudly eat a pretzel. Yeah, me too. What do you got? I got oots. We got oots, baby. 
Where I, I got Boots Old Fashioned Sourdough Hards. I got a. What, what are you rocking? I got Sourdough Nuggets. Sourdough. So we're doing, we're eating the same stuff. Oh, we're back. Oh, that's so sad. The HR room at a Renaissance fair. We were referred by the king. Bear with me a second. Freaking slow. I would make an excellent wandering minstrel. If I could play guitar on the Spearmaster, I certainly could do it while wandering. Okay, ignoring that, because that's way too much to unpack. The guy running the HR department at this small town Renaissance fair has an, a degree from Oxford <laughs> hanging on the wall. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my god. Oh, Imagine how many mistakes you have to make to land there. Maybe it's just something he likes to do. Maybe. Maybe he's retired. Maybe. He doesn't look retired. He does not look He looks in way too young the to be Zoma doing this. Certainly, yeah. There's no way he went to Oxford and came back and was like, I'm going to do HR at a Renaissance Fair for $6 an hour. What do you think went wrong? Maybe he's like a diddler or something maybe. and had to uh, move uh, to another country, to a small town in Texas. Not, like... not to not to sound like an absolute, um, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Not to sound like a dullard, but Oxford is in England, correct? Oxford is in England. Just double it's checking. It's like the Harvard of England. Where, where did um, Stephen Hawking teach? Probably Oxford. No, I think there's another the one. Sorbonne. There's another school that's London like big. School of Economics. He's not an economist. That's where Mick Jagger went, and he's not an economist <laughs> either. There's one other good school in I England. I hate you. We I hate you so much. Oh, one of us Stanford? will shout it in 12 minutes. No, Stanford's in California. Stratford upon Avon. <laughs> Fucking no. I need to look this up. Listen, listen if you're listening Avon to on Kent. If you're listening to this, obviously you don't At like yourself. The Isle of Wight. Steven. Don't do it. Don't look it up. I'm looking it up. No, I want it to come to us. Juilliard. It's not going to come to Juilliard. us. Juilliard. Stephen Elon? Hawking. Is it a prep school? Is it the one from Dead Poets Society? No, it's not the one from Dead Poets Society. Um, I'm not getting it. A beautiful mind. I didn't put in specific enough things. Um, Stephen Hawking. It's, that it's probably Oxford. I think it actually might be. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Oxford. Well, <laughs> that was a waste of four minutes. Let's start the episode again. You got anything else to say? No, <laughs> no you, you covered it. Good. This man went to the same school as Stephen Hawking. <laughs> and look at what he's doing. And at least one of them's a diddler. <laughs> Mark of, my words. At least Stephen Hawking got to die. <laughs> Please continue. And you're a woman. Other than the yard-long margaritas, we're pretty strict about historical accuracy. You're pretty much looking at cleaning wench, stable wench, or butter-churning wench. Are you sure you don't have any opening for a queen? <laughs> or your princess? No. I can go over the wenches again. Is cleaning wench the highest ranking wench? Highest? <laughs> oh, uh, yes. When a tour comes by, clean the rug by beating the dirt out of it. When the tour leaves, dirty the rug by sprinkling dirt 
here. <gasps> That's but dirty. What happened to you? I was punished for my sloth and impertinence. Why are you talking like that? Honey, you don't <gasps> want the king to catch you breaking character. That's dirty. Well, put me on stable duty for humming an Elvis song. Follow me, visitors. To our tasks, everyone. Villagers, approach. Oh, I hope you would... Gonna put, back on. I'm gonna put you in the. So we just had our real first introduction to Dern. More than a moan. We you ever can speak. Tell I do like that you. If you knew Laura Dern was in this episode, if you saw the animated character. By the way, we didn't mention King of the Hill is an animated television. Oh, this show. is animated. <laughs> oh man. And Dern looks like Dern. Looks like blonde Dern, IRL Dern, but she's got. I forgot she was on IRL. <laughs> That was bad, yeah. <laughs> um, she's doing her, her kind of country voice, which we've heard a couple times. We like a good Southern Dern. In, Inland Empire deleted scenes. Oh, how could I forget Inland Empire deleted scenes? I, I still have nightmares. That's going to be in our best of reel in a few months. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about her? Uh, nah, she her did. irrelevant character. She did good. <laughs> she did great. She'll probably be back. Top tier turn. Don't, don't press that. Damn it. The wages. Good morrow, everyone. I am leading a rough, a very important job. Who addresses thee? I address it myself. Since there was no such thing as a vacuum cleaner in the Middle Ages. Don't speak you of vacuum cleaner. Peggy, hold on tongue. Oh, 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 right, right, right. In the future, they will invent a magical sucking device to free women from household drudgery. Flashlight. <gasps> if thou can foretell the future, perhaps thou art a witch. She is no witch, my lord, merely catched in the head from the sun. She's a witch. Jesus. They're really making a joke of this real thing that happened. Somebody too, right? He must be. I'm sure when we get to the credits, we'll talk about and it. And then we'll go, oh, that's who it was. <sighs> Gary Chandling. Oh, uh, Dern just let her tits out. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, full frontal. Did not expect that. Why the witches always get the last lunch break? Because Philip is an ass. If I, okay, so 2002. This morning. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't let this thing we're watching bother you. I would have been 14 mm -hmm. at the time of the showing. If I had watched this, and I likely didn't. Um, I didn't watch too much King of the Hill at the time. But if I had, I, with now Dern's, like, wonder blonde hair and her, her somewhat exposed cleavage... I would have <laughs> choose your next been, few words carefully, Matt. Been at least mildly aroused. Yeah, this would have done it for me. It was a, a simpler time. Can we also mention that uh, Peggy's really filling out her costume? Like, you don't really see Peggy as a sex symbol very often, I but do like, not. 
she's like she's passably hot in this episode like and i don't know like i was doing the math in my head i think around like this timeline hank and peggy are both like late 30s probably because they married pretty like right out of high school pretty much had bobby they went to high school in like the 80s i'm pretty sure sure this is like late 90s early 2000s but yeah good for peggy she's still got it peggy's got it hank's a lucky guy what about the boys can we do a merry fuck kill there are four of them. Is there a fourth? Wait. Oh, you meant the uh, the I mean, boys. I, I was I like, mean, the what are you talking about? <laughs> the boys. Um, there's four, but we can cut one out. Who do you want to cut? Do you want to cut Bill? No one likes Bill. Let's cut Bill. Bill's oh. a kill. Oh. Bill's, <laughs> Bill's one, a, you get you two get one kills. Kill. One automatically. But you have thing. to kill Bill. It's like the, the movie. Um, so Mary Fuck Kill. It's a terrible joke. Uh, uh, you we've first. We've got Hank Hill. Yeah. We've got Boomhauer. Mm-hmm. And we've got Dale Gribble. Mm-hmm. I'm... <laughs> I think this is easy, frankly. Um, yeah, you, absolutely. We probably have the same answer. I think this is one of those that there is a clear right answer. And it's uh, Mary... Dale, because Dale is someone, ride or die, like, if he marries you, like, he's gonna, his, I like, you know, there's always gonna be an adventure with Dale, and if there were, like, I don't know, a global pandemic, some crazy shit like that, like, I, I want Dale to be my ride or die bitch, so That's marry true. Dale, okay. um, fuck, uh, Boomhauer, he's, like, he's kind of, jacked he's like i feel like he's like don't they make him out to like kind of be a hottie when they do give his character like more depth oh he's he's like a ladies he man. is an absolute ladies man he's i like, i was watching the valentine's day episode recently and like he was like with some lady and the three guys were in the alley and dale was like poor son of a bitch he has to celebrate valentine's day 12 times with 12 <laughs> different women and bill's just like yeah sad <laughs> <laughs> He really is. So you bang Boomhauer. Yeah, you do. And you kill Hank. Well, uh, let me just, uh... Crack one me, open there, Let me Nick. rip it and rip it and, uh, tell you tell a thing or two. Um, no, I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really was hoping right you would say something wrong and I could just, like, throw it in your face, but... Nah. Absolutely. Fuck Boomhauer. That's it. If you at home chose a different option, um, you're really you're bad wrong. at this game. Yeah. That's two two against one. Shame on you. Alrighty, let's, let's go. That is sexual harassment. Well, King Philip says that's all just tomfoolery. You know, it's okay to humiliate me when I'm Becky the butter churner, but not when I'm Becky the person. Oh, by the way, my name's Becky. Peggy Hill. Right away. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't have good people. You know, a guy who looks you know, like sometimes that. I don't. See, Brian's yes, absolutely. There. He started here a year ago. Makes twice as much as me. <laughs> you know what? As the highest ranking went, maybe I should talk to the king. It is time we bring up history. <clears throat> hey, Philip, you got a second? Why is he it's weighing gold? <laughs> like this is like a puzzle. Oh, I'm sorry. He said puzzle books as a child. How many gold pieces? One of the girls got out her laptop, and we went on some labor website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. This is serious. You have women working more than 40 hours.
hours a week without overtime. There is no sanitary napkin dispenser in the ladies' portage on. And are you familiar with the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993? How could I be? It is but 1590. Why don't you drop the act and you explain... This is just such like a working in anything kind of thing. How do you mean? Like, like an employer just like pretending not to know... Like yeah, workers' rights. But it's just like so funny to hear it from like this perspective, where he has like an improv route to take it. Whereas normally it would just be like, oh, I didn't know. You get, you get, you get overtime. I didn't make you not take your lunch break. You chose not to take your lunch break. Sign this paper that says so. You know. If that happens, Nick or listeners, they can't do that. Yeah. That right there is a wage theft. Call us, and we will call. Calabrese and Azzarello, attorneys at law. <laughs> No, don't say that. Don't say that on air. <laughs> or, or even get sued for being fake lawyers and then we can't be our Can own lawyers. Can we be fake lawyers? Like, you definitely can't be a fake cop. No. Can you be a fake doctor? I mean, it, it, <laughs> I guess it depends what you do. Yeah, I guess Dr. Phil's not a real doctor. You could, you could call yourself Dr. Phil and exactly. presumably that's allowed. He was on Frasier. He was on oh, an episode no. of Frasier. It was really good. But also it was really bad because he's a sellout pig. I hate him. He's a he's a bad man. He's a bad man. Any any daytime talk show host. Pretty much. Except Judge Judy. Yeah. I respect her. Yeah. She's four feet tall, makes forty million dollars a year. She's four feet tall, she's a little one. She's not four feet, but she is very short. I'd say she's like five four at the absolute tallest. I love this. Good for her. And her husband has one. It's not as good. Oh, I didn't know her husband did TV. He's a judge. Stuff. I didn't even know he's, she was married. He's also a TV judge. I figured she'd be like Whoopi Goldberg. Black? <laughs> yes, I thought Judge Judy was black. No. You um, mean the coach of the Knicks in the movie Eddie? I hate you. Fact? Shut up. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is famous for saying that she doesn't want to get married because she doesn't want someone in her house. And I, Judge Judy just gives me that same energy. Like, she wouldn't want a, anyone in her house. I don't know. But maybe... I, I get some Tammy Wynette Stand By Your Man kind of vibes yeah, from her. I guess. She's got that she's southern charm. She, she could be a nine to five. Southern? Is she? I don't know. Is she, like, from She gives New me York? southern charm. It doesn't matter. Okay, let's watch. <laughs> Shut up. Play. Here we go. Meanwhile, the witches make 70 cents on the dollar, and the village idiot gets full dental. You are but a woman, and I have given you enough of my time. Be gone. Oh, two, and they're dropping the 70 cents on the dollar. That's pretty awesome. Uh, God dang it. That's my third pair of these gut dang tights today. At least you get to wear tights. <laughs> these are my work stockings. How do you ladies put up with this? Well, we put up with a lot more than that, Hank. Just now, when I was complaining to King Philip. Oh, oh, complaining? No. The customer complains, not the gas merchant's wench. You're going to scuff the deal. But I just... Look, if the king gives you a hard time, come see me and I'll handle it. Whatever you do, don't open your mouth. I can fight my own battles. Uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. Mouth. <gasps> Oof. Woof. <laughs> Got him. Womanly arts. If King Philip isn't ready for the age of reason, we will dust off a Dark Ages classic, The Peasant Revolt. Everyone grab a tomato. Are you crazy? You'll get us all fired. He can't fire all of us. Who will do the laundry, huh? The blacksmith? He's filthy. This fair will grind to a halt and Philip will be forced to meet our demands. Look, I can't 
take any chances. I have a daughter, and she needs a prom dress, and it has to be the one from the magazine, or all the other girls make fun of her. Aren't you willing to risk this demeaning job today to give your daughter a brighter tomorrow, or whenever her prom is? Only one throwing tomatoes. Huh? Nope. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yikes. Oh, Peggy tried to insert class consciousness. Has been Peggy? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm a similar side gag to what you were laughing at earlier. Um, he was wearing a um, what is that called? A a yoke. Oh yes, a yoke. Like a, a um, oxen's yoke that would be used to carry a cart, but on either end of it, instead of buckets for water, it was two propane tanks, <laughs> and he was walking it in the procession of the king. That was just... I can only hope there's a third waterfall I... anachronistic propane sight gag. I, re I hope they're like burning Peggy as a witch and there's just cans of propane and like the sticks. I think that might be where we're at. Honestly, at this point. I can't believe they killed Peggy off in season six. That's crazy. Here lies things the way they are. I'll go back to beating the road now. I wonder, madam, if I can expect the same impertinence from your husband's propanery that I have come to expect from you. Please, I had nothing to do with this. Dance, seize this wench and take her to the stocks. Huh. I'm curious if it's an American or a British person. Because it's either a British person doing, like, a bad, fake British accent, or an American doing, like, a Texas British accent. Aw, right. oh, poor Peggy. Okay, that's it. Show's over. Hey, stop. You lose the account. Listen to your shrew. In her nagging, there is wisdom. Dang it, there are more important things than a sale. You... Take off that crown. I'm kicking your ass. Oh, you demand satisfaction? Fine. Then we shall just by day's end. Wait, uh huh? If you are able to tilt me off my steed, then I will apologize to you and Yon Hag and purchase... <laughs> Yon Hag. But if I should send thou tumbling to the dirt, then you and your gats will be banished from the kingdom. But not before your whiff cleans the man sweat from my blouse. <laughs> it's been a wonderful farmer's hat. You are in for the joust <laughs> of your life, mister. Yep, the joust of your life. So and we have another commercial. So thin, crispy, and cheesy. And I just want to keep eating it. I 
Here we are, recording some backup material just in case we get stuck in the apocalypse. Gotta keep that content, baby. Try Febreze Car Vent Clips to eliminate those odors for up to 30 days. Stuffy, stale car odors occur because of everyday smells that are absorbed. Oh, no! Pause, pause, go back. Can we, can we start can this we, ad over? Rewind ads? Rewinding and fast-forwarding during commercials? Oh, motherfucker. Ah, wait, play it. Maybe it'll come back. All right. I'm ready. Get it! I got it! Oh my god! Oh, I got it. Tagging them. <laughs> it's so bad. God. Ugh. Ugh. We're still recording. People are just. It, uh, there's no way to explain what's happening. Just play the commercial. Let's do this. I love those commercials, though. Like the. I also like the, like, school that you're pretty sure isn't a school. Maryville. Where is Maryville? It sounds, they make it look like it's like a real campus. It's just like a for-profit diploma mill. Oh, for sure. Run by Betsy DeVos. I'd offer to help, but the prime directive forbids me from altering the course of history. If I do, you will win, but the universe will lose. And who wants that? Besides you. No chump in a velvet costume is ever kicking my ass. She'll rise up. Quite literally, let's hope. Yeah. Uh, I think you should know I've never jousted before. Or ridden a horse. He'll do most of the work. Now, if he bumps you, make sure to cover your neck and your testicles. 
That's life advice. <laughs> identified with Bobby. Believe it or not. <laughs> it's the least surprising thing I've heard. Was, did you have, uh, did your dad want you to, like, be a real macho man's man? Did, did you want to, like, wear tights off of Bobby at the Red Fair? I mean, let's pause for a second. I feel like like, I was encouraged to do sports while I was in school just for something to do, but, like, no, not really. I pretty much, like, I did Rocky Horror from the time I was, like, 15. Oh, okay. So I, I pretty much, the, the weirdos got me young, and I just went out from there. Good, way to go. Yeah. All right. You know, thing, they're fine with it. They're fine having a weirdo artist son that lives in Philadelphia and works at a bar and does other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Like swap VHS. Yeah, <laughs> go to VHS swaps a and do a do a Laura Dern podcast <laughs> for Nick. You did what's it called? I'm gonna play the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe they killed Hank. How does it feel to have lost the just? Your wenches honor and the propane account in one mighty thrust of my lance. It's a bitter taste, I'm sure, and you shall savor it for seven score fortnights anon. I hope it's a British person doing a bad. Me too. That would be very impressive. Hey, I am getting some tinges of Alan Rickman, so I'm thinking that might be it. Ha! Ah. Ah. Take that. This is a very good episode. who he is. We did it, Peggy. Well, I just wish I'd been born 500 years ago. I could have single-handedly saved womankind forever. I too, you know. <laughs> yes, Hank, everybody help. Just try not to fall off the horse this time. The prime directive has been breached. Women's liberation has happened too soon. <laughs> I must warn the future. Take me with you. Let's let's hold out for these credits, then we can we can chat. Oh no! No no no! Ah! Oh crap! Ah! The circle button. A loopy one. Oh no! I tried. Ah! Ah! We're missing all the credits. 
Ah, uh, we're you're gonna have to go back like ten seconds. Bear with us, listeners. Oh, you haven't been bearing with us this whole time. Okay, we got Mike. Uh, ah! What happened again? Stephen Adams. Laura Dern. Alan Rickman. Woo! And Ethan Cohen. Whoever that is. Wait. Is that one of the Cohen brothers? It said Ethan Cohen. You can you can turn you can stop it. <laughs> we can stop now. That's fine. Should we should we pause the recording? Uh, just one. Yeah, just let it ride. You know what? At this point, far, was the Ethan Cohen from the credits of King of the Hill season zero six episode zero eight Joust Like a Woman aired February twenty fourth two thousand two in a post Bin Laden era. Yeah. In fact, the Cohen brother, Ethan Cohen. It is, in fact, the Cohen brother, Ethan Cohen. Nice. Okay, so, uh... You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Well, time for episode two, I guess. Wow. One up in the books. You wanna, you wanna pause that for a second? We'll come back in a, in a, minute, in a minute. Yeah. And we're back. We're back. We took a little break. We loudly ate some pretzels we while did. staring out into the void. We accidentally <laughs> left it paused while eating our pretzels. We did. We wanted to catch that for you guys. If but... you um, if you want a sense of what it sounded like, Nick, could you do your best like pretzel crunch? Oh yeah, I've got a pretzel right here. No, just... no, 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 like, like, I like I can't make that good noise. <laughs> this is hard to do. Listeners at home, try this wherever you are. It's so hard to replicate that noise with just your mouth. <laughs> We just sound like dying gremlins. This isn't good. <laughs> on, on to the next episode. On to the next episode. This is called Patch Boomhauer. It is um, season eight, episode one. I love this episode. It's one of my favorite ones, actually. Maybe not. It's up there. Like, I've seen it pretty recently, and, like, it definitely resonates with me a little. Isn't it... I'm excited to guess what resonates. I mean, maybe that was... That's no, not no, the right gonna, word, Nick's, but... Like, this episode that we're about to dive into, Nick's heart and soul... Okay, it's I like you watched it and I, I'm on my second adult beverage. Resonate wasn't the right word. I just enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I ju it's just good. Okay, let's let's do this. Another hour for this one. I was... <laughs> Alrighty, 2003. Here we go. Turn on the season premiere. And she is much heavier in this episode than the prior Carvana. one. Oh, Carvana. Carvana's back. It's by a car. Whoa. Carvana's That's terrifying. Yeah. Online car buying, car vending machines. And now, There's one of those in a fish town. Oh, yeah. Life term, for cars that fit your budget. The deserve the what? <laughs> what do you think that car vending machine's gonna be when this business goes out in like two years? It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be just like, like a... Nature's gonna take over and like... You know, it'll be like a giant bird's nest and vines will be all over it. Nah, I think they'll just like sell out each individual cubby as like a mini studio apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. And you just, you take the car-sized elevator up to the room. <laughs> what a good theme song, once more. I want you to think this one is gonna have the... No. no. It might be over the credits that they do the the actual like vocals of the song. King of the Hill, here we go. Boomhauer's in his hot tub. 
Very well manicured backyard. Oh, right. Speedos and stuff. Cheetah? Oh, yeah. So just a little running joke, if you don't know much about King of the Hill, Boomhauer speaks in a very, very, very Southern way. And it is almost a parody of Southern speaking to the fact that you really can't understand exactly what he's saying. If you watch enough of the series, you'll kind of be able to patch together what he's saying, but like, and it's kind of like a thing in his family, like his grandmother speaks the same way. I'm pretty sure his brother speaks in a similarly unclear fashion. Just wanted, sure. just wanted to say that for people yeah. listening to this episode through this episode. does resonate with me. Yeah. This is it's kind of sad. <laughs> the shoot stone. Oh yes, he 
is brand new. He will never be seen again. Same thing with her. Great. Yeah. He looks like Ryan Stiles. He's got a heck of a mullet going. He's got a serious, like a well-packed, tight, wavy mullet. And you can uh, tell like he's a, you can tell he's the mustard. younger brother too. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you can. He's just got that like slicker, like less. Yeah, he's like, a, he's way more, a young, smarmy guy. Yeah, where Boomhauer's like a old, like a classy, like James Bond kind of like bachelor, like you know, he's a he's a gentleman. Yeah, this guy's like who's the shitty brother in The Godfather? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, my parents will let me know. Vito, <laughs> uh, Ryan, Paul, Sofia Coppola. Uh, I don't know. Nah, she wasn't in it. She's in the no, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. She's a nice lady. She makes some good movies. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Sophia. Come here. Yeah, okay, okay, man. Okay. Hey, God dang it, man. Don't want to wake up in a damn line, man. Come here. Hey, come on. Hey, hey, ow, ow, ow. Dang gum jaw, man. Talking TMJ, man. Careful. TMJ. <laughs> Shoot, man. Yeah, that's what it's like. Got me on There's Khan. There is Khan. torn up. Very touchy. Something tells me this is not over. <laughs> Do you take this burger? John Redcorn, the character that has been sleeping with his friend's wife for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Which everybody knows except him. Yes. I love that about Dale. Poor Dale. That's why I'm gonna marry Dale. That's good. He will stick with you no matter what because he's not smart enough to figure out <laughs> even if you are doing something. Oh, Dale. What a guy. Ugh. Don't you talk about the thing about a new turn on a new leaf with old Captain, man? You got nothing 
now and then, man. Talking about fast food, baby. They don't grow up, man. Yep. Yep. Bye! <laughs> Very good sound cue. What's up? Has this, like, TV trope ever... Has anyone ever actually this much of a scumbag where they're, like, about to marry someone and then they, like, brag to their friends and or family about, like, how they're going to cheat on her? I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like it must be a thing. Have you ever I mean, I've, I've never been in a bachelor people. party personally, but, you know, I'm sure yeah. there are people out there that do it, and that's Listeners, why it's a thing. let us know. Yeah, write in if you've are been you a to lineman? a, if you know a scummy person. <laughs> do you know any real scumbags <laughs> who bragged to you uh, about cheating on their soon-to-be wife? Who's also like the woman that you you could have could have had something with? That's pretty specific, to though. Work out. Max, we have like twenty listeners. If that tops. happens to you, please do let us know. Please, please keep us informed. All right, the brothers are speedo tumbling. Let's they get are, back to ooh, it. <laughs> they are speedo tumbling. Whoa, they're getting some punches in. That's a whole lot of white skin. It's the, you're gonna see what would happen at a Hank Hill bachelor party. <laughs> oh, thank God, another commercial. You know, now that the only way I can get like out food is by ordering it, I keep getting ads for Chipotle, and I kind of want to get it. Cause, you know. I keep hearing like support delivery and like have delivery. Yeah. In this time. I mean. Virus, but I it feels like shouldn't we not be encouraging people to work? I mean, I feel like the delivery driver also stayed home. Yes, but I feel like doing it the way they're doing it, like. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll just go right over the screen. Mute it. Um. Like, the way that, like, pretty much the only people handling food are, like, people cooking it and then delivery, I feel like that just lessens the contact. Okay. Because I feel, yeah, I like, I feel like the the idea of, like, physically going to a restaurant, if, like, if none of the things were in effect and everybody could just go out to eat, like, there's just so much more contact if it's everybody there plus staff. Whereas if it's just staff, it's, like, just them, just delivery. And in theory, like, you never really touch, like, a delivery driver, like... They'll, like, that's put true. something in your hand, and then that's it. I did see in China, apparently, at least in some instances, they're, like, they'll um, take the temperature of the chef 
and the delivery person and note it and sign off on it. Yeah, and I feel like, especially now, like, places that are doing it are probably very strict. Like, if you're showing any symptom, you're probably not going to be allowed to work. I hope so. I mean, I feel like... (laughs) Granted, we don't live in a great country for having paid sick leave, but I feel like it's also a point where, like, working at all is kind of a privilege if you're in, like, a food service or bar system. And, like, you know, if you're sick, you obviously don't want to spread it because that'll just make everything worse. That's true. Hear that? If you are sick, stay homeless. True. And also, if you're... we got a lot of content. We're up to, like, what, eight hours? Yeah, you could stream us for, like, a quarter of a day. Yeah. Do it again. You get a whole afternoon. Dern. <laughs> I do have to say, though, if you're going to order order online from a restaurant, maybe pick a local restaurant. Maybe not like a Chipotle or a Burger King. Maybe pick like a famous Fifth Street delicatessen or um, if you're in Philadelphia, the Tattooed Moms is doing curbside delivery and pickup now. Mm, they have very good food. They have very good food. Very good vegan and options. It's good. Very. Also, yes. If you're, if you're ordering out or... Your money. If you give cash, spray that shit down with bleach, with rubbing alcohol. Bleach your bills. No, I'm serious. No, I know you're serious. I've, every time I've handled money in the last few days, I have not touched anything until I got home and then just washed real good. Two minutes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that we've had our little lecture, let's <laughs> continue this episode of King of the Hill we're watching for no monetary gain. Maybe this is just the kick in the pants Boomhauer needs to snap him out of that Peter Pan lifestyle. You know, maybe you're right. He's not getting any younger. And I'm making a picture of Bobby. <laughs> Don't bother Bobby crawling around. I need to know what color ducks to get. That's what they do. Those people. The whites. Hey, uh, Boomhauer, we're going to start planning the bachelor party at my place tonight. You want to join us? Remember how much fun you had at our bachelor parties? Some people call me the space cowboy. Hey, Bill, can you grab me a beer? Some call me the <laughs> Oh, classic suburban fun. Putting a ball and chain on the bachelor. I like Boomhauer's hair, how it's like just a little cur- curvier. <laughs> They really do look younger. It is quite impressive. I still love that song when I was little. Everybody did. I had a turtle named Maurice because really? of that song. I had it was Maurice and Franklin. Franklin, obviously, for the cartoon. Sure. And then sure. Maurice for that song about really? banging chicks. Oh, uh, we get. I think so. It was about like oh. smoking dope. No, man. The whole song is just him saying different names that women call him. Well, he says people, not women. Well, hey, you can you can bop whoever you want. It's twenty twenty, man. Bop. You can bop him, sock him, pull it, twist it, turn it, bop Pass it. it. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, I was like, I was young, like five, six, maybe. Oh, There's well. one of them is still alive. He's uh, he's 20, 20 plus years old. I think it's Maurice. I think Franklin died. <laughs> you don't know which. I have. I would have to text my aunt. Head. 
I don't like they don't live with me anymore. They went to my aunt's when I was like maybe like seven years ago, and she takes care of them now because you know. Is your aunt in heaven? No, my aunt is not in heaven. She lives in Stroudsburg. Does your aunt have a farm? Sailorsburg. No, she doesn't. Sailorsburg. She has a dog and a real. turtle, and she lives in Sailorsburg. Have <laughs> you know there is no? They live place. on Frog Hollow Road. Sailorsburg. <laughs> Frog Hollow Road is from a children's Stop! Book. This is real! It's not, Nicholas. They live on a... They have neighbors who are two gay men, and they have a pet goose that visits them every spring. Nick, this is just what heaven Stop. looks like. Stop! <laughs> Maurice and Franklin are on a farm! It's fine! God, it's such a bummer. I'm playing the episode. Jeez. Shut up! <laughs> Who invited you? Oh, man. Oh. Well, Boomhauer is still in love. <gasps> Hello, Boomhauer. I heard you dropped out as Patchy's best man. I, I, I don't want to say, say nothing about Dale. Dial back the charm. We've got some talking to do. <laughs> I really want us to work things out. Because I couldn't stand the idea of my kids not knowing their Uncle Boomhauer. Man, it, it just, it dang old complicated, you know, man. I got dang old Rubik's Cube, man. You like talking about it blue, red, man. Then you get to one side, and then you like mess, messed up the other side, man. Well, I truly hope that you'll at least come to the wedding. <laughs> dang old Bob. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be there, man. Shakespeare play. Hey, Are they all gonna die? All yeah. Darren's <laughs> body count. Oh god, it's going up. You can eat yourself silly. Bachelor. Shoot, man, talking about entertainment, man. Shake things up, man. Get loud, get wild. You know, talking GoPro. Professional entertainers. Wow. Yeah, I'm right, man. I'll have him call it. You know, jangle. Bring plenty of singles, huh? I wish Boomhauer could see how happy Patch is. So what do you suppose the live entertainment is? Karaoke. <laughs> well, he did say it would be wild. Tomorrow night from 7 to 10 p.m., the family room is reserved for a bachelor party. I've got a variance from the city. They're letting us have 70 decibels. Same as Bennigan. <laughs> oh, man. Suburban bliss. Invite you to the bachelor party. So, uh, three Patrick Swayze movies. What movies do you think they're watching? I don't think I can name. Yes, I can. Um, I, I mean, will try. These are the three Patrick Swayze movies I know. I'm thinking of. Go. You go for it first, and then I'll tell Road you what House. it probably was. Roadhouse is a Patrick Swayze. Movie. That is Patrick Swayze. Movie. Dirty Dancing. Is Very a good. Movie. Yes. Downey Darko. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like Considering this is a bachelorette party, I'm going to say the movie where Patrick Swayze plays a pedophile televangelist, probably not one they're watching. <laughs> J sorry, if you haven't seen Donnie Darko, I'm sorry I just spoiled the fact that uh, Patrick Swayze likes kids. Um, I'd say definitely Dirty Dancing because it's a bachelorette party. Sure. Of course they're watching Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze's a hunk and he saves that girl from being put in a corner by her dad who's reasonable. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm sure he had his reasons. Um, 
I don't. Never mind. Peg, Peggy I don't want to s- too long. Flu. I don't want to side with um with the dad and Dirty Dancing. I'm with Patrick all the way. I'd say Ghost probably. Sure. Because that's definitely a romantic film. And I don't know. Might be Roadhouse. I have a hard time thinking of another romantic Patrick Swayze film. It's definitely not Point Break because that's a very good movie, but that's not a Bachelorette movie. That's true. That's, I feel like that's a Bachelor part. Too long. Flu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar Perhaps. would be. A lot of Bachelorette Party movies, but not a Peggy Hill Bachelorette Party movie. Yeah. Given I, the amount of cross-dressing and general queer experience of that, that is film. Peggy, I, I, I don't know. I would definitely side towards like a... Like a... What were we talking about? Roadhouse. It's probably third. Donnie Darko. It's not Donnie Darko. I'm playing the movie now. Go away. Gyllenhaal. A certain usher sneaked in and had a snappy tom or maybe some unattended Collins mixer, I'd be too busy to notice. <laughs> Hill residence. Yeah, this is Craig T of KT Entertainment. We have you both for the use of some special talent tomorrow night. Is that correct? Oh, yes, yes. The party planner. Oh, no. Now, they grew mentioned that he would like a happy ending. You cool with that? Of course. He's getting married. <laughs> oh, uh, Hank. Poor, sweet, innocent Hank. Little does he know. Dern looks lovely in her wedding dress. She Cartoon really, Dern. She really does. She looks like a princess. Mm, I'm sure somehow it's bad luck for you to see me in my gown. Will you try to stop by Patch's bachelor party? Knowing Patch, it'll be pretty tame. Well, I'll be goddamned. I think Dern might canonically be a princess. Here we go. Um, the second in the recent tri- new trilogy of Star Wars films, she is a character. She is a purple-haired woman. Do you know her role, like in the universe? I just I. <laughs> in the in which universe? Like in the Star Wars in universe. Our, oh no, I do not. Okay, I'm actually I'm gonna search it real quick. She was for our listeners at home the one with purple hair. Nick will tell you more. I think I, don't uh, I forget. Like I want to say. Oh no, she's just a vice admiral. I was gonna say because if she fell into any sort of royalty within the Star Wars universe, because Star Wars is now owned by Disney, she would canonically be a Disney princess. And then this whole thing would make sense. She would be a princess. <laughs> but no, she's only a vice admiral. She's in the Disney Navy. Disney owns Fox now. That is fucking mind blowing. Disney does own Fox. That's scary. It's insane. It's not good. Oh. It's bad. Oh, man. Oh, what is happening to uh, us? Honestly, that's the least of our worries at this point. Oh, the, the plague. Yeah, the global <laughs> pandemic. Global the pandemic. possibility that a television host is going to be president again. If, if you're tuning in in the next many months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Likely, if, if you're unaware with what's <laughs> happening in the world, it's not good. We, we are communicating... From when this is recorded, which is invariably prior to you hearing it. Correct. Because that's how this works. Upwards at least two weeks, as far out as several years. Who knows? (laughs) And irrespective of that, to almost certainty, we are both in the middle of the same global natural disaster. This would be like if you were... It's like, Nick, you and I are in New Orleans, and we're recording this, and the levees start breaking. And then, while they break, you're at home, listener, like, 
axe on your roof to try to get out with your axe in your case of water because the water is like 20 feet high listening to this podcast. Whew. Well, I guess we'll go back to watch this episode of King of the Hill now. <laughs> Here we go. She is a princess, though. She is a princess. She's the people's princess. She is, that's her turn. Yo, she should play Princess Di. Whoa! She could do a... How do we make that happen? Oh, you know we're going to start a petition. A change.org posi- <laughs> p- position. Petition. Look at her tongue. It's a great tongue. Anyway, here we go. But also, it's upsetting knowing the whole story. Which is, you know, just how drama works. A little bit of Monica in your life. Not the first time we've referenced that. Ooh, that makes me feel gross. Excuse me, let me clarify. Not the first time you've referenced that on this podcast. Hey, it's a good song. It's it's a great. I love Mambo Number Five. It is a hit. It's a great song. Great song. <laughs> Here we go. Would anyone disagree? Right in. <laughs> right in, and also fuck yourself. I forgot to mention this earlier. I really Is think. Is it about Lou Vegas Mamba number five? No, of course not. It's about um the the wonderful chain restaurant, Medieval Times. Medieval Times. I propose that once once all this blows over, you and me, we go to a Medieval Times. That sounds nice. There's Should one in New, Northern New Jersey. I was gonna say that's the closest one, I believe. Unless you wanted to go a further. You want to go to Myrtle Beach? <laughs> Let's do it. Myrtle <laughs> Beach <Road> weekend. Max <laughs> and Nick's Thelma and Louise weekend. We'll do a podcast meetup. <laughs> if anybody wants to meet us at the Northern New Jersey Medieval Times in two months, we'll be there. We won't be there because we'll be in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Keep up, listeners. Uh, I can't wait for that. I imagine the menu is the same as it always was. You get a tomato soup, some uh, garlic bread. You get a. Uh, you get, you get a, some a chicken. Drumstick. A drumstick, a chicken. I think a potato of some sort. Stuff you eat with your Seems hands. Reasonable. Yeah. A potato. I loved it. The one time I went in my night one, it was the black and white checkered night. Whoa. I think I went once Thank as well. I, I, I think actually it was the one in Myrtle Beach. Wow. I was at the one in northern New Jersey myself. Uh, what if it was the same day? <laughs> Star-crossed lovers, that's crazy. You and me, Bert and Ernie to the end. <laughs> is that what the <laughs> listeners are saying? Yeah. Or is that just your own fan fiction? Uh, you know, whatever. I, I have backlog stories for both of us, don't worry. Alright, here we go. Sir, I've sent the tower round back. Did you leave the door unlocked like we discussed? Yes, sir. Whoa. 
That was some scumbag shoulder waggle. Aggressive scumbag pimp. Oof. They had a man cake. Made from the tin stuff is fruit roll up, so don't sit on anything dusty. Game time! 101 bachelorette party games. For the first game, we will need nail polish and a summer squash. Uh, why don't we go see what the guys are up to? Gentlemen, there's only one rule, and that is to have fun. Who's this guy? I don't, I don't recognize cool. him at all. I'd want to say he is um, Hank's Mexican co-worker. Okay. Um, he appears, he's but that is, believably Mexican. that is definitely not him. Oh, like, that man. is not how he's animated later and earlier in the series. So that's just you being racist. No, I was saying that is a, a, a current character who is given, like, voice and he has episodes about him. Enrique, I think. Maybe. Don't dig yourself in deeper. Hole. No, I'm. He's... So for the listeners, let's let's back up a little here. Nick knows for a fact that this is not the coworker, the Mexican no, like, coworker. I mean, hey, sometimes in series, but this is earlier in the series. Sometimes characters are different than they will be later, and they're given attributes later that they just don't have. Like, like a blacksmithers. Yeah, blacksmithers. Mole man is portrayed as lighter skinned as the series goes on. It's stuff like that. Oh. Um, there's a few others, but. I, I guess he might just be Patch's friend. I don't know. I just expected it to be... Right. I think it's Enrique. I'm pr- he, 85% he does sure. have a good... Like, there aren't that many... Type char- mullet. Yeah. Not the only type mullet at this and bachelor there, party. And there aren't that many characters in this universe, so I was just thinking it was him. Okay. You racist. No, You're no, the no, racist. No, don't spin it. Don't, listen you listen to it. Yeah, I do. Listeners, let us know. Who's the racist? <laughs> yes, please. We'll start a poll online. That's a that's great PR for our podcast. <laughs> and to tip generously. Well, since you're here to MC, I'm gonna go get the. Ugh! Who is that man with the leather pants and the forehead <laughs> dimple in the back? I have no eyebrows. Ugh! And look look at the way they put those lines in his shirt. Ugh! So bad. Help. Is he like Just the fifth black? I guess. Is he the talent? Oh no. So is she gonna like bang him right yeah, there? He's, he's the, oh, no, he's just oh another three strippers. Good lord. There's eight people here. So is he gonna like do them all? You didn't tell me about this part, Dad. Bobby. Close your eyes and go to your room. And here's Monday, don't get leave. Boomhauer, what are you doing? Oh no. Hi. Patch? Oh no. Is this true? Boomhauer, did you hide for these women to. I can't believe you. Marriage may not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to Patch and me and Buck and everyone else here today. <laughs> now, I'm talking about I don't want to hear it. Now take your hired floozies and get the hell out. Now, Boomhauer. Guys, not out, man. Talking. Girls. The scumbag, like the pimp dude, he looked like... He looked like he either tours with or adjacent to the, um... Oh, what's that Irish band? 
Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. He looks like their tour manager. <laughs> and he talks like I imagine their tour manager talks. Is there ever a different answer to that question? No. What's that Irish band? There's like two, maybe. I don't know. I just couldn't think of the name. I, the I, Pogues? I try not to think of them. No, the Pogues are very good. I love the Pogues. They have a great Christmas song. They do the best. It's quite possibly the best one. It's it's very hard to work the word faggot into a Christmas, <laughs> Christmas song, song, but boy do they, they do it. it. They do. Knocked it out of the park. There's only one time that anyone is allowed to say that word, and it is when you are <laughs> singing to the Pogues. Fairy tale of New York. Don't do it, but still, you probably could, and it's fine. Anyway. Why? Here we go. Ad for Disney Plus on Hulu? Hey, Gus. I don't know. There's a whole lot of honkies on screen. Still haven't seen that movie. Well, it probably doesn't hold up at all. I enjoyed it in high school. Great. Tim Curry's in that, right? Uh, Maybe not. I'll take your word. You might be. I don't remember. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it. Oh, we're back. I really thought Boomhouse frowned. I mean, he brought beer. But then, the prostitutes. Maybe you can work that in your best man speech at the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> you know, in a funny way. What really bugs me is that Boomhauer flat out lied to me. <sighs> Makes me question our entire friendship. Whoremonger, yes. Liar, unproven. Technically, Boomhauer did not lie to your face. You merely assumed that he lied. Wait a minute, you're right. I never asked Boomhauer if he tried to break up Patch and Catherine, so he hasn't actually lied to me yet. If I go to Boomhauer and he comes clean, well, maybe there's a chance we can still be friends. Does this dude smell like embalming fluid to you? <laughs> I'm so glad we killed him. Great gag. As a man, I'm obligated to try to salvage our friendship of over 30 years by asking you some tough questions. Do you love Catherine Hester? Yo, man. And does the thought of Patch marrying her tear you up inside? Yo, man. And did you hire those ladies of easy virtue to frame Patch and break up the wedding? No. Oh, Boomhauer, I am so sorry for doubting you. Well, wait a minute, if you didn't hire those girls, then Craig T. Oh, God, Patch knew all along. <laughs> dang old, yeah, man. No, no, about don't get hurt falling off a dang old high horse, man. Boomhauer, I deserve all that and more, but right now I need to get to the rehearsal dinner and set things right. I'll give Patch the happy ending he deserves, I tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Hank's going to give a messy blowjob to Boomhauer's younger brother. Oh, no. Oh. At, um... This is just a lovely touch. The wedding is being held, or the wedding rehearsal dinner is being held at the Catfish Plantation. Can you, can you? We're back, here we go. They're at the wedding, rehearsal dinner. There's that Mexican guy. Stop. 
I think they're just his friends. Then I go, where's the best man? Dead gum Hank, gotta give speech, man. Talking about live sponge or something like that, man. <laughs> oh my god, your Hank is dead on. You know, I do a great Bobby. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We have a hard seven o'clock start time, so I'm gonna Honestly. Uh, sorry I'm late. <clears throat> Hank Hill, best man, Strickland Propane. <laughs> when people get married, as these two plan tomorrow, you've got to act right. You've got to have commitment, devotion, trust. You can't be fooling around, and you surely can't be... There's something I have to say. <gasps> Darn. When Patch first asked me to marry him, it was a dream come true. But when I got here, I realized how much Patch reminded me of Boomhauer, and that I might be trying to recapture something I lost. <gasps> and then Boomhauer hired a bunch of prostitutes Aww, to make me think Patch tragedy. was some kind of pervert. Really and is. I hated him for it. But it was that desperate, crazy romantic move that made me realize Maybe there is something still between Boomhauer and me. I'm sorry, Patch. I gotta marry you. Now, hold on, baby. There you go. No, man. It was all me. Yeah, all me. Talk about frequent bar. Spent Thanksgiving with them hoes, man. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, you're the one who hired the strippers? <laughs> Dang straight, baby. Dang old hopeless romantic. I spent Thanksgiving well, with those hoes. Don't worry, I'm not gonna do a donut in your front lawn this time. Oh, I just need to go away for a while. Get my head together. Hell, man, you talk about it like a dang old roller coaster, man. You know, I talk, you talk about destiny like a big old dipper, man, you know? Well, just like a, like a dang old North Star, man, I'm always gonna be there, man. You know, just like a dang old GPS that hurts gold, man. I feel the same way. Oh, sweet ride. Yeah. It's like a fun convertible from the 90s. That's our turn. Hey, uh, that old Hank, man. You know, talk about like another day old day might never not ever come, you know, but if it do, man, you know, I, you know, man, I might be putting that old call on, on you, man. But Boomhauer, I'd be honored. Oh, that was good. It's kind of a. Should we watch more commercials? I mean, it's only 10 more seconds. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we've already seen this one. I'm not unmuting it. Um, it's that kind of upsetting that she never does come back. Yeah. I think Boomhauer deserves actual love. He doesn't get it. No, he never does. <laughs> does anyone end up happy on this show? Oh, Brad Pitt was in this episode. Oh my god, Brad Pitt, oh, Brad Pitt was played Patch. And Wyatt Cenac was That's something. crazy. 
Good for him. I wonder if Wyatt Cenac was a writer or... I don't know. But yeah, um... I mean, I think in the ve- like the very last episode, which actually was done by Adult Swim, they did like a ten episode like final season because it kind of ended on like a not very closure-y right. note. Um, the very last episode that was released officially ends pretty positively. Like the whole everybody in the neighborhood kind of gets together for a barbecue, and that's how it ends. And, you know, it's nice that everybody's nice. I think like, and it's just like a bunch of little things happen like. Khan and his wife Min are sitting in the living room and their daughter who they like really push for like excellence is like practicing violin and Khan is just like you've practiced enough let's go see what's going on in the neighborhood isn't that we find out that Boomhauer has been a state cop the entire time what yeah he's a cop crazy he's like a detective maybe I don't know have a job I mean yeah and that's like it's like a thing like you never really hear about it and it's neat to see yeah I think Bill just, like, wanders over. But, you know, it's nice. Isn't that fun? So everybody's happy. Except Bill. Alrighty. Bill sucks. Bill does suck. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, uh, this has been your bonus episode that may or may not air. So if you're hearing it... <laughs> oh, it'll air. Good for you. <laughs> you will see this to it. This is for the Patreon. This is for the people. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. Oh. It's for the people who pay us. None. We don't have a Patreon. <laughs> Where have you been no sending these? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, they probably will. Well, uh, we'll should see. we go ahead and record the other one? Then? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. Let's record the real one. Bye. See you. See you.